Good morning again. Today, as we come, we begin a new church year. We are listening to the Word, and today after, you'll get one of these, uh, you'll get to take home a little Advent wreath with you, made out of paper. See, and it has all the words on, all the way around that we're going to use. And you, you take one of these things, and you have a little candle, which we'll give you two. And you put the candle in there, and you light it every day, and it'll be a good thing to pray with your family every day. But today the word is prepare. And then we're going to ask you to turn it inside out, and I'll explain that later. But today the word is, like I said, prepare. And we get that, of course, from the gospel. So if you open your Bibles, again, you should bring your own Bibles. That's a good thing to do for the new year. If you don't have your own, buy it. And if you have one, bring it. So you don't have to keep using ours. This way you can write in them. Okay? But it's on there. It's on page 1052 for those who need help. It's uh, Matthew chapter 24. And here we go at verse 42 and following. Therefore stay awake, for you do not know on which day your Lord will come. Be sure of this, if the master of the house had known the hour of night when the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and not let his house be broken into. Verse 44, So too then you also must be prepared. For at an hour you do not expect the Son of Man will come. Now again, he's talking to his followers and he says, Be always prepared, for the Lord's going to come for you when you do not expect Him. And so, how do we prepare? Well, for that, let's go to the second reading today. And the second reading is from Romans chapter 13, verse 11 and following. It's page 1224 in the Pew Bibles. And here, we want to go down to really uh, verse 12. The night is advanced, the day is at hand. Let us throw off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. I'm going to talk, what we need to do to prepare today is three things. One, we need to repent, to weep, to deal with our sin and get rid of it. Two, the second thing we need to do is live a life of virtue. That means habitually doing what is right. And the third thing, to have the power to continue on this journey, we know that we do both of these things by putting on, it says in verse 14, by putting on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's Him that we get all our reality from to be prepared to live the way that God calls us to live. The first thing, though, we've got to cast off the darkness. Cast off the darkness. That's the first thing we need to do. And the way we cast off the darkness of our own hearts and our own lives is that word we've heard a thousand times. The first word ever out of Jesus' mouth publicly is repent. Change your life, man. And the only way we can change our life is that the first, we have to deal with our sin. Now, each of us here have sin. As soon as I say sin, your mind goes pop, 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 pop. And you see all the reality of your different sins. Your sins are different than mine. We're all the same, though, in the fact that we're all sinful people. There's not one person here that is not a sinful person. Except for Jackie. But everybody else is a very sinful person, huh? So, she was talking, so I had to get her anyway. So, she, everyone else were very sinful people, huh? Now, what we've got to do then to repent of that is to sit there and take, first of all, responsibility over our sin. You know, stop. 
When it comes to the reality of, well, the reason I do this is because I don't feel very loved. And when I was a kid, my dad didn't treat me right. Deal with it. Have responsibility. Take charge over your sin. It's that simple. Stop blaming the world. Stop blaming your parents. Stop blaming your weakness. Take charge and responsibility over sin. If you don't, you're always a victim throughout your whole life. I'm just a victim. I don't get it. Well, get it. Take responsibility over your sin. So, it might be your temper. Oh, do we know anybody that has one of those? It might be your temper, huh? And so, instead of just saying, well, that's the way I am, you know, it's your temper, you got to sit there and say, this is me, and i got to change. It's time to take responsibility, weep over the sinfulness, and then let God live and change my life. So what is it in your life that keeps you from fully preparing for God? What is the sin? Name the sin in your life. Take responsibility over it. Weep over it. Be sorry for it. Because if it's someone else's fault, you don't have to be sorry, do you? Well, it's not my fault. It was somebody else's. Oh, so it's really not your sin. Well, yeah. No. Your sin and my sin, we know what we do. We might be influenced by our past, but still, we know what it is. So, first thing you got to do, name your sin, take responsibility for your sin, weep over your sin, and let it go. To cast off the deeds of darkness. Huh? First thing. Next is to start living a life of virtue. The way we're going to prepare for the coming of Christ, it won't matter if He comes today, tomorrow, or a hundred years from now, is that if we're living this life of virtue. Now, a virtue, of course, is what? It's a good habit. It's living, doing good things in an habitual way. Some of us, it's been our sin that has been our habit. You know, we fall into the same sin over and over and over again. Well, virtue means that take on this armor of light now and to start preparing ourselves. It's like if you're going to prepare yourself to run in a race. You've got to do exercises every day and get into the habit of doing these things. And this habit will lead you and prepare you. So what we've got to do to do this is to first of all know that I've got to start doing habitual good things. The first habitual good thing I need to do is what? Pray. You've got it. Very good. I've got to be a person of prayer. I've got to be a habit in my life. So to create a habit... I've got to do things every day at the same time for at least three weeks. Then it becomes a habit. And if it's a good habit, we call that a virtue. So what we've got to do is get rid of our sin and stop making excuses for it. And one of those things are laziness, because that stops us from doing our virtues. Now I've got to start creating virtues in my life. The first virtue I've got to create is prayer. Now, I want to encourage you. Every day we pray at 6 o'clock in the morning. And there's a whole crew of men and women coming now. We have a very good crowd. They can't even put them in one car anymore. Can you imagine when I'm not here? That's a good thing. So, one of the things that you could start to develop is, oh, maybe I could start praying with Father Larry and the crew every morning at 6 o'clock, Monday through Friday. Father, I don't want that kind of virtue. It's a good virtue. So who do you wake up for, huh? Every morning, 6 o'clock, Monday through Friday, we meet down at St. Luke's. You're most welcome to come and be part of us, if that's what you want. But, if you don't pray with us, you've got to create the virtue in your own life. 
you've got to sit there and do the same time and can't be at night before you go to bed because you fall asleep or you're too tired. Or, so you've got to change your time. You know, again and again, I've never done any hurt to anybody who hasn't done it in the morning. Morning is an important time. I'm not a morning person. But that's got to be the time I'm praying because I'm not a morning person. That's the time I've got to be surrendering to God. So, to create a life of virtue, prayer is one, scripture reading is another, doing one good thing every day of your life, to sit there and before you go to bed think, did I do one unselfish act today? To do unselfish acts, to think before I go to bed, if I didn't commit one unselfish act today, I wasted my whole day. To create virtues in your life. The third thing you and I need to do to prepare for the coming of the Lord is to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And that makes all the difference. Because we truly cannot repent of our sins, we truly cannot live a virtuous life under our own power. It's Christ that does that inside of us. It's Him that gives us the power. And again, we do have power over sin. You know, again, when God baptized you as a child, He made you a king or a queen, which means you have authority over your life, not the devil, you do. You have the power to say no to sin in your life. You have the power. And we've got to get that power from our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's Him. When we got baptized, He took up residence inside of us. And if He takes up residence inside of us, then we've got to live as if it's Him living and not me living. Huh? It's Him living and not me living. I have been crucified with Christ. The life I live now, it's not my own. Jesus Christ lives inside of us. When we begin to do this, then we will always be prepared for the coming of the Son of Man. We will always be prepared, whether it's this hour, the next hour, next week, next month, or five or ten or twenty or fifty years from now. We'll always be prepared. And the way we prepare for the coming of the Son of Man is we repent, we live a life of virtue, and we put on the Lord Jesus Christ. You got it? You get it? Good. Nature you know is love today and forever. Amen.